welcome to episode 18 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. I'm Michael Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at big underscore Mike 9169. You can also find Tighten Up the Dog Pound on Twitter at Titan underscore dog 21. I'm joined today, per usual, by my sexy co-host, Mr. Thomas Head, who I actually just got to see in person a few days ago, which was just a beautiful thing. And now I'm getting to see him again. How you doing, buddy? How's life? How's life been in the past like 48 hours since I saw you? Dude, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, ha- had a bunch of family over this weekend for a little little holiday party. Look, you know, a little hectic. First time hosting people in our new home. I'm just, I'm here, I'm here, buddy. But hey, <laughs> it's you know, no, no, no. Actually, I'm gonna retract that statement. I'm not just here. I'm thriving. You're it's thriving Monday. Yeah, victory Monday for both of us, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. And buddy, let, let, let me tell you. So, you know, Sunday, you know, we're, you know, it's post-party. People are leaving the house and like, you know, you know, me and Alexa are just, okay, we're just going to kick back today, relax, enjoy an NFL Sunday. Nothing Get a call better. from one of my buddies from pharmacy school that lives down in Chattanooga. He's, he's up in town with his um, girlfriend and daughter. And he, you know, he wants to meet up. And so we meet him at a local restaurant here in Knoxville to because it was a spot we frequented when we were in school. So we go there to have some beers and appetizers. And when I tell you that a third of this restaurant was rented out by just this group of Knoxville Browns fans that I didn't know existed. Yep. And buddy, I mean, I sent you some videos. They were those people. I mean, I'm I'm talking a it had to be at least in his fifth, late 50s, early 60s, sitting by himself with an orange foam finger <laughs> and a pitcher of beer that he wasn't pouring into a glass. He was picking up the pitcher and drinking out of it. What a legend. And started several, here we go, brownies, here we go, woof, woof. Did you bark along? You had to have at least once. No, I, I, I did not. I mean, I was rooting for the Browns. Obviously, as, <laughs> no a, as, a, as, as a Titans fan, we needed a Ravens L to help move up in the AFC standings to uh, hopefully fight for that one seed. Yeah. So I was I was rooting hard for the Browns because that uh, it benefits the Titans. And I mean, who it, fuck the Ravens? Yeah, We're not, all my homies not, hate the Ravens. Not about that life, but I mean, these people were absolute animals. And in the middle of all of it was just a random family. That I mean, they were not there to watch games. It looked like it was their like post church lunch. Oh God! And, and, and their like young, uh, you know, six seven year old son in a tattered Carolina Panther Steve Smith jersey. Oh my God! And, and they just they they were they could not have regretted their decision to go eat out more. Yeah, yeah. They immediate looked, regrets there. Looked horrified. Yeah, that sounds like a place that I needed to be. I mean, they're they're probably Knoxville like Browns backers. Like they're in every, you know, city, state. They're all over the place. So I would imagine that there's a good chance that's that's who those Browns fans were if it was that many. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. But it, it was a good time. And I mean, th- this morning, um, European soccer they are doing they did their drawings to uh, determine who is going to play in the um, Champions League round of sixteen. And I mean. If I'm, are you familiar with that, Michael? How no, that I'm, I'm not, I don't know much about it. So you can educate so, me and the listeners. It's basically just, you know, all these countries in Europe have their own little leagues and their teams. And then once a year, the cream of the crop teams get together to play in one big-ass tournament. You know, they just got done playing qualifying matches and then 
you know, you narrow it down to 16 teams. And I mean, it, you know, Chelsea, they drew some little French club called Lily. I mean, but it's cream of the crop. It's the best. And they all come together. And I can't think of a better way to start off our show than talk about the exact opposite of that and Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> that was a nice, that was a nice tee up right there. Yeah. Took took you on a took you on a little journey there. You did. I was like, the where are you Tennessee going with this? Titans yeah. <laughs> shut out the Jaguars yesterday in a 20 to nothing victory. Urban Meyer, the life has been sucked out of that man. Yeah, there's no there's no life left behind those eyes. I mean, that that post-game handshake between him and Vrabel, I mean, he looked like a politician out there just barely even shaking a hand and just going about his and, and it's not so like there's like that. a big rivalry between the two like the, mike rabel and urban meyer are friends because mike rabel used to coach at ohio state when urban was there yeah yeah i mean they have like a I good, thought. yeah yeah they've got a good relationship with each other but he Dude, just i just think that he is legit having the worst time and it just it seems like he took this job and didn't realize just how challenging and hard that it is and because, like, we've seen it time and time again, like, so many college coaches try to coach in the NFL and, and they fail. Like, there's occasionally, like, a, a, a one will come through and, and do well. But, I mean, Urban, it, it, he – and I said this to you yes, or in, the, in, in one of our group chats yesterday. It's like they, they could win one game all year hypothetically before the season started. They, they could have lost every game. But the, he had one job this year was to get Trevor Lawrence to look better in week 17 or 18 than he did in week one. And right now, Trevor Lawrence looks about the same, if not worse, than he did at the start of the season. I I feel so bad. It's really bad. He didn't didn't ask for this. Yeah. He he didn't pick the Jaguars. The Jaguars picked him. Yeah. And he was just in a shit show. And, I mean, you know, you you can't – jump off the bridge just yet you know like trevor lawrence still has potential uh he he's not ruined by any means but if somehow urban meyer is the coach next year we we could we could see the the startings of like ruining a great talent like trevor lawrence because it's already there i mean like he looks and it's not like so much of it's not really his fault you know it's just like you have to have good coaching and structure and offense and offensive weapons and not drafting a running back in the first round when you have james robinson like there's just countless things that you know and we've been very critical of Urban Meyer since day one. I mean, it was six months ago, and we were talking about just mm-hmm. how much of a clown he is. And, I mean, it's gone about what we expected. But, like, for the sake of good talent, I, which I know he's in your division, but either way, like, I think you'd agree that you want to see players, like, progress. Like, Trevor Lawrence was a generational talent is what he was hyped up as. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Like, those are the ones in the same sentence. So, it's – it's a tough scene down in Jacksonville. That may be the Dude, tough scene of the year I, right there. I, I just think about all the problems with that team that manifested itself yesterday. I mean, they couldn't block the Titans' defense. Trevor Lawrence was constantly sacked through four interceptions. His wide receivers are terrible and can't get any separation. And they drafted Travis Etienne with a first-round pick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like you, you have had all James these Robinson. holes. And, yeah. You have, I mean, they, they had countless holes. And I can't imagine any of those players respect Urban Meyer at this point. No, like, there's no way. Which I mean, like we said that two months ago, but it's yeah. just well, it's just gotten so much worse. It's and then like I don't know if you see him in press conferences that often, but he just like one word answers, very like low talking. Just his body language just says he's 
And I mean, all these college football coaching jobs opening up this year, I feel like that has to eat at him, especially the USC job. Oh, you God, know, like, all, I mean, so many were like that. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Baylor. Oklahoma, yeah. still open. Yeah. So it's – yeah, it's, it's, it's a big – you know, I think that he is legit just like dead inside. He regrets his decision, and he's going to set yeah. Trevor Lawrence I mean, and I, the Jags back a little bit. I mean, he was just so used to having all this control. And, I mean, you know, no one who, – who, he was God at Ohio State. Yeah. And, but, I mean, I think he's just – he's been humbled so quick. So much. And, I mean, yeah. I think – and, I mean, there were rumors coming out before the game that apparently he and Marvin – you know, Marvin Jones, the wide receiver on their team, got into, like, a heated argument. I mean, like, I just can't imagine, like, how Urban Meyer is just not used to that – used to a player just telling him off like Marvin Jones probably did. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, Marvin Jones, he's a veteran in this league. He's played for Cincinnati, Detroit, and now Jacksonville. You cannot break this man. He's seen it all. <laughs> he's a, he, he should go to the Hall of Fame just for that, you know? Like, geez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not used to grown-ass men who are millionaires, like, telling him, like, hey, you know, like, you're not going to just, like, talk down to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. there's a difference well, in coaching up these grown-ass men and just, like, Pretty much the reports with Myers just been the opposite, you know, like it's not like you can, and it's not like you can do anything to him. Like, you know what? You're going to threaten to cut him. I'm sure he's saying, please cut me. Yeah. Please get me out of here. Like on a team by Monday. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. But But the Titans, Titans did get a dub. Um, and you guys, uh, are you the, are you the second seed now? Second seed. Uh, right behind you. So, so right now the Patriots, it's Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, all nine and four in that order. And, you know, tiebreakers are broken off by, hit. you know, Patriots are ahead of us because they beat us head-to-head, and we're ahead of the Chiefs because we beat them head-to-head. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you guys so are in good it, shape. You're in you're in a favorable division. I mean, you're definitely going to win that division, um, unless, like, barring some kind of just monumental collapse, which wouldn't happen. Um, so, yeah, how, how, like, how are you feeling overall? How, now, now that we're getting close to the playoffs and you're thinking about, you know, Derrick Henry possibly coming back and – I mean, y'all's defense is playing at a high – I mean, things seem to be clicking, although I will say, like, Ryan Tannehill has been kind of mid this year compared to what we've seen, especially with Henry gone. Um, there's been all these jokes of, like, now he's <laughs> – we're seeing Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill. Like, how do you feel about him? How do you feel about the Titans moving forward, like, yeah. in terms of getting to the dance and going from there? I mean, that was definitely the case, uh, you know, with Houston and New England. I mean, Houston, you know, they were playing in a monsoon, and it – just playing with a bunch of scrub. I mean, we went into the in the New England game. We went to that with like Cody Hollister, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Desmond Patrick is like our top three wide receivers. Yeah, like it. That was the fact that that. I mean, the fact that that game was close for three and a half quarters is a miracle in itself. Um, I mean, Ryan, he he's been a little shaky this year. He he has made some bad decisions, but I think more of that's just been a product of everybody around him. I mean, you just think about the season as a whole, and there's hardly been any time to where Julio and AJ have been on the field, like, together. Like, either one of them yeah. or both of them have been hurt. And then losing Derrick Henry is huge, especially because they've really struggled to find, like, a good replacement running back. Like, Dante Foreman's probably been the best out of the bunch, and he's, you know, he looked good yesterday. He's looked good for the most part since he's been a Titan, but he ended up getting hurt yesterday. And then when it was McNichols and Hill- Hilliard out there, it just – Former Browns legend, Dontrell Hilliard. It was just like they couldn't get more than like a two or three yard gain with each run. Yeah. And so it kind of puts them in these third and long situations. And I mean, the Titans offensive line, like it's okay. I would probably say it's slightly above middle of the pack, 
but it does give up way more sacks than it should. Yeah. Which I think Ryan Tannehill right now is the most sacked quarterback in football. I, I believe he is. And I mean, he's taking a lot of hits. And then, you know, it's an interesting way to look at it because in today's NFL, we're just told like running backs are replaceable. They last five years. Don't pay running backs. You can find them anywhere. And then you see someone like Derrick Henry go down and you guys have struggled in terms of your depth and bringing people in and trying to find like a solid replacement that can, you know, at least be serviceable. It's been tough. Yeah, I mean, so we tried Adrian Peterson great, that it work. And yeah, then... it speaks to how great Derrick Henry is. And just like running backs may not be as valuable as they used to be, but they still are. Like if you look at the Browns, like if Nick Chubb goes down, we have Kareem Hunt. If Kareem Hunt goes down, we have Darius Johnson that could be the starter on the Titans tomorrow with how he plays too. So it's just, you know, you have to have that depth. And I remember Pro Football Focus ranking the running backs on all the teams coming into the season. And the Browns were at one. And I think the Titans were at three or four. And a lot of people were up in arms about like, how do you not have the Titans number one? They have Derrick Henry. But there was like virtually no depth behind him. And that's yeah. the well, I mean, part. and that's the thing, like Jeremy McNichols has always been that second back, but he's just strictly like a third down. Like he's yeah. a solid receiving back, great in pass protection. Yeah, but not but he's like not an a, every he, he's back. not a guy you want to give like 10 or 15 carries a game because exactly. he just for whatever reason doesn't get it done. But and I so mean what's the timetable for Henry though? Like they're saying at least what I saw, like there's a chance in the playoffs he'd come back. So right? It was the injury was like six to ten weeks, and the funny thing is, Demarcus Lawrence on the Cowboys had that he had the same exact injury, same exact break, and the same exact bone, and he was out for ten weeks. Like I think he had that injury week two, and then he came back for their um, not this past game, but the game before that against the Saints. So, and I mean, they're optimistic that Derrick Henry could come back sooner than that. Which two, three, four, five. I mean, he could come back as. I mean, like, soon as 49 I, – I don't think this, but, I mean, that would be, like, the early of that time yeah. range. Like, six-ish weeks out would be two weeks from now in the 49ers game. Okay. I, so, but, I mean, yeah. I, I think he'll be back to the playoffs, though. I, I Yeah, I, I feel like it's pretty realistic. And, I mean, that could be a perfect, perfect storm of, exactly. of goodness for you guys. <laughs> I mean – Yeah. And, I mean, it was so good to get guys back yesterday. I mean, we got Jeff Swain back. Julio Jones came back. Yeah. Jeremy McNichols was back, which I mean, you know, I know I was just shitting on earlier, but he is a key yeah. back to have on third down because of how good. Yeah, he is the pass protection, protection, picking up the blitz and stuff. Yeah. Um, hopefully, here in a couple of weeks, we'll, um, we'll get AJ Brown back. He probably won't be back this week for the Steelers. Should be getting back David Long inside linebacker and Bud Dupree. Hopefully, this week into the next week, and the 49ers get AJ Brown back. Yeah, I feel like Bud Dupree's like barely played this year, hasn't he? He's he played. I, I would probably. Bit. He's probably played about like half the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he he's you know it's not showing up in the sack numbers, but he has had a huge impact. It's more so I think a lot of the guys around him have been super successful when he's yeah. on the field. And I mean, they've done like the advanced analytics on this. Like Harold Landry is so much better when Bud Dupree's on the field. Yeah, when he doesn't have to be like the primary pass rusher. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, so I think the formula is just. Exactly what we saw yesterday. Great defense. I mean, Ryan Tannehill played a good mistake-free game. I mean, pass protection didn't really hold up, so there really weren't a lot of shots downfield. So it was a lot of underneath throws to the tight ends, little slants here and there. Yeah. So defense. So he just kind of needs, needs to just uh, game manage a little bit Basically, for the rest of the season. Exactly. Yeah. Until we can get our full complement of weapons back for sure. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like it's it's you know he's a veteran, he's experienced quarterback. You know, you guys have been to the playoffs, been to the AFC Championship with him, and like, you know, all you have to do is get there, and you guys are already on your way to get there, and then anything can yeah. happen. And then you exactly. add getting Derrick Henry back, and it's like okay, talk about like a momentum possible like game changer to really, you know, propel you further in the playoffs. So it's a, it's exciting time to be a Titans fan, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you just got a big picture. Number one, secure the division. That's te- I mean, it's wrapped up, but it's not technically wrapped up yet. So yeah, secure the division, fight for the one seed, and then once you're in the playoffs, just be healthy for the playoffs. Like, I, even if Der- Derrick Henry is able to come back, like, week 18 against the Texans, yeah. you don't have to play him. Don't play him. Let him get that extra week of rest. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like- especially if you get the number one seed in a bye week to get another week of rest after that. I want him at 150% in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, man. But remaining schedule this Sunday at Pittsburgh, 49ers at home, Dolphins at home, at Houston. That's all. I mean, those are all very winnable for you guys. So, I mean, I feel like if we can at least go three and one in that stretch, yeah, that, that'll put us at 12 and five. And I mean, you know, I have to look at everybody else's schedule, but I know the Patriots, their next two games are at Indianapolis and Buffalo at home. They're playing so well. Like, they're kind of a – like, them – them between them and, like, the Chiefs really turning it around, it's like, you know, like, it's it's pretty interesting to think that we're going to have the same same teams, right? But, you know, like, Belichick's going to be back in there, and then the Patrick Mahomes is right back in the mix. I mean, the Chiefs' defense has, like, completely, completely turned it around. Yeah, Um, and their their offense seems to be turned around, too. So, it's – yeah. It's going to be a fun time. And, I mean, before we move on to the Browns, John Robinson, six seasons as Titans GM, all six seasons, winning seasons. I saw that. That's really impressive. Seriously, that, that's way only, harder only, only other team to do that is the Chiefs, and they're on their ninth straight winning season. Damn. So, Well, you guys show no signs of slowing down either. So, you got this window of really good players. Just got to keep capitalizing on it. Uh, but And Browns got a dub yesterday. Beat the division rival Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I keep, I keep going back and forth on this team, and we've we've had our own conversations about it. Like the NFL, like once you get past like the Titans and the Chiefs and the Patriots, it's like they're so it's so wide open. There's so many like eight and five and seven and six teams. Like between the teams who lost yesterday and the Browns winning yesterday, they went from being like the twelfth seed the week before to the to the eighth. Yeah, and then if they win next week, if they beat the Raiders next week, and the Ravens lose to the Packers, which I think they will, the Browns will be leading the division. Two weeks ago, I thought you know, oh, we're (laughs) it's six and six. The season's you know we're we're but it's between their division and just the way the AFC is kind of shaping up. It's like anything can happen. So like I'm trying to remain a little bit reserved. But anything it is exciting. Is possible. Yeah, is possible. yeah, seriously. Because if you look at the Browns' remaining schedule, and we'll talk about the the game against the Ravens yesterday in a second, but um, you know they they got the Raiders next Saturday. That's a winnable game. The Raiders are on a skid right now. Um, and then you have the Packers on Christmas Day. Mm. That's gonna be a very tough game. And then you have the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and you have the Bengals at home. They have to go three and one in that in that um, stretch just if they want any hope of making the playoffs yeah if they want to have a chance so i think that beating the raiders steelers and Bengals is very possible 
they would have to shock the world on Christmas Day to beat the Packers, I think. But also, like, you know, like I'm not going to completely write them off because we 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 do have a good team. It's just it's been about consistency this year, and there's been some lack of discipline and just like you know, if we can't get the running game going and trying to force Baker to win the games, the offense has just been really weird this year. It's been very, 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 like, dumbed down, partly because of Baker's injury and partly because I feel like Stefanski, some of his stuff has gotten figured out and he hasn't fully adjusted, you know. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic about making the playoffs when the division is a little bit of a stretch, but I do think that, once again, anything is possible. We are right there, you know. Dude, especially We're, because it seems like Lamar Jackson's going to have to miss some time now because I think he had a high ankle sprain. I mean, yeah. I think we'll probably know more of that here in the coming days. But depending on how serious that injury is, that could be huge. I mean, I, I, I obviously, I don't believe in the Steelers winning this division. No. The Bengals are a very up-and-down team, and it's a team you've already blown out. Yeah. We kind of own year. we we kind of own the Bengals. I mean, Baker's like six and one against them in his career, I think. So like we we almost always beat them. Yeah, and um, I mean, I said, you know, I noted earlier Ryan Tannehill, the most sacked quarterback in football. Right behind him is Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. I mean, people were, oh, the Chase pick. You know, it was so good. Blah blah blah. Because Jamar Chase has been so good. But like that was my whole point going into the season. I mean, he's still getting hit a lot. He's taking a lot of hits, taking a lot of sacks. So like, I I, I think the Bengals are kind of a year ahead of schedule in terms of the success they've had this year um don't believe in the Steelers one bit it actually infuriates me that we lost to the Steelers earlier this yeah, season like that, that 15 a, to 10 loss was ugly that's a tough one that is a very tough one um and I mean yeah with the Ravens I mean Lamar Jackson I, I know that they've I personally believe that they've been the luckiest team in football this year um and they have shown some re resiliency. I'll, I'll give them that. Like, it's good coaching. Lamar has not been nearly as dynamic this year, to me at least. Oh, trust he, me. I know. He's my fantasy football quarterback. <laughs> he has tapered I'm off. I'm very I mean, well aware. And, and, like, the Browns have done a great job in the game that they lost before the bye week and this past game before he got injured of containing him. He does not take off and run. You know, like, seriously, like, they drafted JOK and stuff for this. Like, JOK's flying to him all the time. Yeah. He's getting two or three yards instead of 20. Dude, he was a turnover machine that first game. And, I mean, yeah, he, four if, he would have, if he wouldn't have gotten injured, who knows what would have happened in the yeah. second in this uh, – I mean, yesterday. he's up to 16 touchdowns and 13 interceptions this year, and he's thrown, like, seven interceptions in his past two or three games. You know, like, yeah. it's just – even if he was playing next week, against the Packers, like, I wouldn't have. I mean, that Huntley I'd played pretty well against us yesterday. <laughs> the backup did, so. Um, yeah. So, looking at the Bengals' remaining schedule, at Denver, Baltimore at home, Kansas City at home, and then at Cleveland. Yeah, see, that's a out – of, out of the whole division, like, the Browns have the most favorable – everything is in front of them right now, in my opinion. Like, every other team in the division, the, the road is a little bit harder. God. And then yeah. Baltimore, Packers at home, at Cincinnati, Rams at home, Steelers at home. Ooh. I think the Browns got the easiest schedule out of the bunch. They, they do. And, you know, you, you look back on the season and every team has so many, like, what-ifs or we should have won this game. And, like, I, you, you can do that with Titans games. You can do that with Browns games. You can do it with any of them. But, like, there, there are two that just, like, really, really, really bother me with the Browns, and that's that loss to the Chargers. And the loss to the Steelers, you and that Chargers game was like 
I mean, that game was like stolen from us. I don't care what anyone says. Stop the steal. That game was stolen. <laughs> and then like the, like I said, the, the Steelers loss was, was just ugly. You, I mean, you win both of those games and you know, nine and three looks a lot more. <laughs> it does, man. But... Yeah. So, but I mean, we're seven and six or I guess it'd be nine and four. We're seven and six. And, uh, like I said, every, everything's in front of us. They, they, the Browns played a really good first half of football yesterday. And then the second half, it was, it was inconsistent. And that's been their problem all year. So like, that's why it's hard for me to have a shitload of like, oh, we're, you know, shitload of hope. And just like, I do believe in the team, but I need to see it. And I haven't seen the consistency. We haven't been able to stack four or five wins in a row. So it's, you know, this is the yeah. time to do it now. And I mean, honestly, if you're going to make the playoffs, I think winning the division is going to be your path to it because just looking at, you know, I'm like looking up Colts, Bills. Right now I'm about to pull up the Chargers. Looking at their schedule, they kind of got some easy schedules too. Yeah. And I mean, you would look char – Chargers, you're going to lose that tiebreaker too because you lost the head-to-head -head matchup. And then, I mean, Colts have a – you know, luckily the Colts, I think the next tiebreaker after that's either division or conference record, which – no, Colts have two division losses since we swept them. Yeah. And then the Bills have just Yeah, the apart. Bills have kind of – they've really trailed off. I, so. I tell you what, I think I was being a little generous with our off-season predictions when I said the Bills would kind of tail off a little bit. I didn't think it'd be this bad. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. And, I mean, they're so one-dimensional, man, that, that that just can't – I mean, in that game this past week, didn't I think they came out and they – they were throwing the ball like the first 12 or 13 plays. They were the like, first team since, and I think the last time this happened was 1991 before I was even born, that a team went, went a whole first half without giving a rushing attempt to their running back. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a pass-happy league, but that's just that, – that, that ain't it, you know. That's not the formula. Um, Perfectly unbalanced is all yeah. it shouldn't be. <laughs> Seriously. So, um. Yeah, I mean, the good thing with the Browns, too, is, like, we're, we're overall pretty healthy. I mean, we got Jacob Phillips back, who was our linebacker, who was set to have a promising sophomore season. He tore his bicep at the beginning of the season. He had a pretty solid game yesterday against the Ravens. Um, we've lost Jack Conklin for the remainder of the year, so that's tough, which tough I, I hate to – yeah. I mean, he's played at such a high level, I, and, like, he came right back from injury only to get re-injured, so – yeah, great guy. Love them on the Titans. Hated that he had to go. It's yeah, it's tough. Hate that for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, like I said, you just you know you have to see some consistency. And I, I still think Stefanski's a good coach. There's just like there's a disconnect this year that I didn't see last year. Some of it can be growing pains. Like coaches can have sophomore slumps as well. So, yeah. and I mean, know. I didn't really I didn't watch the game as closely because the Titans game was on at the same time. But I mean. But I feel like I've noticed this all year. I, it, it's just odd to me how, like, in this Browns offense, you know, Baker will have so many more passing attempts than Chubb and Hunt combined have rushing attempts. And I just feel like that is just not the formula for this Browns team, especially with Baker hurt. Like, you want – like, I feel like both of those guys combined should always have more rushing attempts than Baker has pass attempts. And, again, uh, I you know, I, I didn't watch a lot. I You know, I watched – you know, the first half while we were at the bar and then I came home and I didn't really watch a lot of the second, you know, second half. So, yeah. I, you know, flow of the game can dictate that and all that. But I feel like it's been a consistent theme with them. I mean, that was my big critique of them in the playoff game last year against Kansas City. And I feel like that theme's just been kind of lingering throughout the whole, throughout the year. Yeah, it, it kind of has. And, like, no one can really figure out why. It's actually been pretty bizarre. Because, um, like, I've said it and, like, people, 
people on Brown's Twitter are tweeting during the game, like we have Chubb and Hunt, or if Hunt's out, we have Chubb and Baker's. We're throwing it three times in a row in first second. And you have down. Johnson. Like yeah, you got so three I'm, just studs. You can yeah. just I mean, the Titans have no when it, when their <laughs> hitters back there. I mean, they will yeah, no problem feeding him the carries. Like what you only got 30 carries a game. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's been a big question mark this year. Like you said, especially with him being injured. It's like you would think you want to like Stefanski's really bad about if he hands the ball off like one or two times in a row or one or two times on a drive and gets no gain or one yard, he'll just pass five times in a row. It's like he starts abandoning the run way too fast. And he gets asked about it in his press conferences. And he's just like, Oh, the momentum and this and that. And I'm very comfortable with the play calling. And like, like I said, I still very much like Stefanski. I just, part of me wants to see another person calling plays. Part of me just wants to see him sticking to the run a lot more. I mean, just cause you, you know, the first few drives, you're not cracking off 20 yard runs. Doesn't mean that you should just kind of put it on the back burner. Yeah. Chubb get like gotta, 12 keep, carries. Keep like, chipping away. Keep yeah. chipping away. And defense is breaking the fourth quarter, especially in December. Yeah. And like, I mean, the Browns, a lot, lot to be desired at wide receiver. I mean, Jarvis oh, Landry, yeah. he's not a fast guy anyway that gets separation. He's older. And then it's people's Jones who, who, has looked nice. It's just he's missing he's time. Good. Yeah. Also, I've, I've been meaning to ask this. Where's Anthony Schwartz been? I feel oh, like dude. every time they do, you know, they start talking about Baker, and you know when they talk about a player, they'll start showing, like, random highlights. Like, I feel like they always show that one deep pass he threw to him in the Kansas City game. Yeah. And then I just think to myself, where's he been? Like, I, I think of that play, and then the Texans game where he stopped short on a route that caused the interception that got Baker hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like ever since then, like, he, where's he, where's he been? Is he hurt? Is he, yeah, he's hurt right now. He's been in concussion protocol. So he's missed the last two games. Like, he missed the game before the bye week and then he missed this game. But people, people on Twitter have said stuff about that too. Cause they're like, is it just me or is this the longest con- concussion protocol ever for Anthony Schwartz? But a lot of, I mean, it happens. Yeah. And, and plus, I think that, you know, he uh he has looked decent at times Schwartz has but I don't think he's ready for a lot of snaps and at the beginning of the season they were giving him a lot of snaps like end around plays and he's fast but he couldn't get the edge and lose his five yards and then stopping on a route on the interception and then he's dropped he dropped a few passes so like you know he I, I don't think he's he needs to develop more and I think they were trying to throw too much of him at, too much at once because your friend who's an Auburn fan said like don't be excited about him. I was excited about his speed because the idea of getting him in space or like in the Kansas City game, the way they were using him, I was like, okay, he could be the X factor, you know, but it just hasn't materialized. And, you know, that happens sometimes. But yeah, he's, uh, he is in concussion protocol right now. So I, when it comes to wide receiver, yeah, it's like Landry, Peoples Jones, and then Higgins. And like they're, they're talented guys, but they're no one that's going to scare you. It's just out routes and curls and underneath drag routes. And it's just like, you can't take the top off. Like people's Jones can a little bit, but he still hasn't been able to consistently put it together. This whole team is just lacking consistency besides miles Garrett, and like Denzel Ward are just playing out of their mind right now. Yeah. I just think so. they'll probably need to hit the reset button on their offensive weapons. I mean, I can't, can't imagine them. Austin Hooper being back next year. Now he's been a discipline. You know, he dropped a pass on the first play of the game. I'm like, dude, you're getting paid so much money. Now they're talking about extending David Njoku, which everyone wants. He's our leading receiver. Yeah. He's a, he's a mismatch. Too. Yeah. So like get rid of Hooper and have Njoku and Harrison Bryant 
and you know you can draft or sign someone else but a lot of people ohio state fans and browns fans want to draft chris alave or or wilson or i want drink i, I personally want drink london because he's big he's like six five two twenty five like yeah he's it, a, it's a deep wide receiver class there's is. a lot of good guys i mean alabama's got a couple guys uh, john mechie who tours acl he's going to drop in the draft now uh, jameson williams he's a super fast guy arkansas has got a guy um trayvon burks he's a just a monster of a human yeah, it's a very, very. And the guys you mentioned out of Ohio State, I think, are very good. It's going to be a very, very deep wide receiver class this it year. It cannot cannot be timed more. Like the timing is great. And like one one last thing, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, just as an outside looking in, like football fan, but like ever since Baker's been in the league, like his wide receivers have all been very small, and he's known for high passing. You know, because he's shorter, so he, sometimes he sells the ball a little high over receivers' yeah. heads. I want to see him with a six-five receiver, like that's why him and Njoku click so well because he can throw it up to him and he'll go get it. I mean, Odo Beckham is under six foot. Whenever he was here, Jarvis Landry small, Higgins is small, Schwartz is small. Peoples Jones has a little bit of size on him, and look, he thrives when he does pass to him. So it's like, give me, give me a couple of big receivers. I would like to see that, honestly. I so. think the Traylon Burks would be a good pick for y'all. Yeah. He's 6'3", 220. He's a thick boy, too, 225 yeah. pounds. He's just, you talk about the perfect red zone target. Yeah, see, that's what we need. Like, we have Njoku, but you can't throw to him every – you know, like, the wide receivers, it's tough to – It's 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 been tough, and I love Landry and what he's done for the Browns since he's been here, but, uh, you know, I can see he's, them he's moving old. on from he's him. He's old, man. Yeah, it's, it's time. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably get moved on from this, and unless he restructures his contract contract and just stays as a you know slot receiver, but I I don't even think that's going to happen. So yeah, yeah. In conclusion, oh, we're still live, baby. Seven hey, to six. It's, it's not over till it's over. Mm-hmm. So but, how do you think the how do you think the AFC is going to shape out in terms of just overall, like you know overall, like like who, seeding you know, and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that the Chiefs are like the Chiefs. I, I could see the Chiefs continuing their hot streak and taking over the number one seed. And then the Patriots kind of, I think it could be like Chiefs, Patriots, or Titans, top three seeds, Chiefs, Patriots, Titans. I could see that. Yeah, staying, I, th- staying I, th- the I think they'll, the they'll definitely be the top three seeds. Yeah. And I mean, even if they, even if they don't get the one seed, I mean, I feel like the Chiefs have to be the favorite to make it out of that conference. Yeah, and like I said, they're just they're they're playing it. They're on they're hot right now, and you, you know as well as I do. So much of the playoffs and stuff is teams get hot at the right time and they go on a run. Exactly. So, I mean, that's hoping that's kind of what I'm hoping the Titans do is get hot in December and go on a run. But yeah, I, I think the Titans and Patriots need home field advantage more than Kansas. Like I feel like it would be easier for Kansas City to come into Nashville or go to Foxborough and get a win than it would be for the Titans or the Patriots to go to Arrowhead and get a win yeah yeah so i feel I, like, I, like they need it more like the chiefs don't really because i feel like the chiefs can go anywhere and and win because they're obviously talented they've got experience they've been there done that won a super bowl got to a super bowl and lost yeah when you when you look at the the afc almost how it is now is how i could see it like you have the patriots the titans the chiefs the ravens the chargers the colts and the bills as a seven and then on the bubble, Browns, Bengals, Broncos, Steelers, Raiders, Dolphins. Out of all the teams on the bubble, and of course I'm being biased, like I could see the Browns 
be in that seventh seed or something, or if they somehow won the, the division. But all the rest of those teams, I just, I mean, I don't really believe in the Broncos. I definitely don't believe in the Steelers. The Raiders are falling. The Dolphins aren't, you know, yeah. like the Browns and Bengals are probably the two that can make a jump and replace, uh, you know, like a Bills Colts if, if they continue to slip in. So I could see it staying similar to what it is now and you replace the Bills or the Colts with at least one of the Browns or Bengals, depending on who can who can rattle off some wins in the last yeah. few weeks. And I mean, just looking at everybody's schedule, I mean, I it, I think it would just take an epic collapse for the Chargers to not make the playoffs because they're they're the five seed right now, and I, I would say out of all those teams, they've probably got the easiest schedule. Yeah. Um, Colts they still have New England and Arizona on their schedule. And yeah, I mean, that's they've, tough. And I mean, you know, they're seven and six, but like they've beaten bad teams. Like I think the Bills are probably their best win, and they caught them when they were slipping. Yeah. But I mean, God, just looking at I mean, they got swept by the Titans, lost to the Seahawks and Rams. You know, they beat the Dolphins, lost two, you know, one win against the Dolphins, two wins against the Texans, beat the Jets and beat the Jags. That's like that's six of their seven wins right there. Yeah, the, yeah, the Colts just don't really, they don't really scare me. Like I, like I could see them them kind of falling out of it a little it's bit. It's just every, every time they they play a good game or they play a good team and they're in a big game, dude. Carson Wentz just finds a way to lose it. <laughs> I mean, you saw the last time the Titans played them. I mean, uh-huh. the Colts were they got up fourteen to nothing in total control of that game. They let the Titans come back, and at the very end, Carson just in his own end zone just. I mean, almost like a granny shot in basketball, right to a Titans defensive uh, back that ran it back yeah. from touchdown. That's just something you just can't make any sense of whatsoever. He has played a lot better this year in terms of turning it around when you look at his stats and whatnot. And I mean, they are in, if the playoffs started today, they would be there. So he does deserve a little bit of credit. Yeah. But he definitely has that weird decision making thing that some quarterbacks have where they just do the wildest things in the worst times sometimes. Yeah. Um I mean, it's just I Browns, you've 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 got to go three and one if you want a chance yep. to make it. You can afford to lose the Packers game. You have to win the other ones. You've got you to. You definitely to. have to win your last two division games. Yes, that is a oh, that is a must. And luckily, like I said, we 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 beat the Bengals most of the time. Knock on wood. The Steelers, it's like we should beat them, but Jesus Christ, after that last game, I, I like I still get pissed about that game. The Browns were driving down to like potentially win that game, and they had like a penalty that took away a reception and then Jarvis Landry fumble that, you know, overturned boom game. You know, it's just like football's mm-hmm. decided games are decided by one or two plays. And like, it's like, that's it. That does it right there. So um, speaking of the Steelers real quick, can we just talk about how much of an absolute clown and idiot that chase Claypool is for a second? Shit. Just self-awareness I mean, zero. He he might be the most like annoying player in the in the NFL in the AFC for me at least. Like he is just such a clown, and he just does the stupidest things. Like he's starting to compile a laundry list of things that he's he's done that's like hurt the Steelers, you know. And I'm like, how long? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Tomlin like benches him this coming up game. Yeah, but, I don't like. He, he's just that poor man's got to be. I mean, I, I was never. I don't know. I always try to avoid the opinion that the Steelers just need to get blown up because I feel like if they just had a confident quarterback in there, they would be okay. But I mean, well, yeah, Deontay Johnson. That, that, really that, that is just like a that's toxic behavior. 
times. Yeah. And I mean, I mean and, you know, that's not to say he can't like find a way to like act more mature eventually, but yeah, you know, I, I have to work with the information that I have at hand right now. And well, I mean, all I know, if you've been label, under absolute clown. Yeah. If you've been under Mike Tomlin for a couple of years and you're still doing this, because Tomlin's a great coach. That's just like, you know, it's not a good sign. It's mm-hmm. not a good sign. Like if other players can button up and do their jobs and he's still, you know, like doing stuff like this and it's someone showed a clip where it was like, you know, Larry Fitzgerald versus Chase Claypool. Oh, and it's like that. they show that yeah. clip and then it's like Larry Fitzgerald like picking the ball up and running it over to his center and immediately lining up afterwards. And getting people in place and snap yeah, within two seconds it seemed like and Claypool calls him eight seconds. They calls them at least one more play into the end zone. You know, like that's just that's the difference. I mean, I love to see it as a Browns fan. I was just like, dude, this dude's an absolute idiot. But it's sad. Um, it yeah. is. It's very, very, very sad. Love to yeah. see it though, because I hate the Steelers. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's great. Keep doing shit like that. Um. But yeah, there's there's still some hope, buddy, for a uh, Titans Browns AFC Championship game. God, I need it. I, I need it. it. I mean, if that happens, we just, like, we have to find a way. I mean, not have to find a way. Like, we will, whether I have to come to you or you come here. Like, we're watching that game together. We have to. Like, I will not work that game if I get asked to work it. <laughs> if, it, if, it was in, if it was in Nashville. Because, like, that would be – the energy would be insane. Let's go. I'm, I'm here for it. Need it. Inject it into my veins. But, yeah, um – yeah, I think uh, you know we got some uh, another big game. Browns play on Saturday against the Raiders. It's a Saturday three thirty p.m. game on the on the eighteenth. So, uh, like I said, the Raiders have been skidding a little bit. So I feel I feel pretty good about that. Is it in Las Vegas or is it in Cleveland? Uh, it's in Cleveland because if it, if it was in Vegas, I would have went to it because I want to see that stadium. Yeah, get that get that revenge game from last yeah. year. Yeah. Browns have a weird history with the Raiders. Like they've kind of, kind of like hate the Raiders a little bit. <laughs> you know, Titans kind of have that relationship with the Dolphins. Just weird stuff. Yeah, and we play them for no reason. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. Like because in Baker's rookie year, that forty-five to forty-two loss, where they just straight up gave them the spot, the first down or whatever. You, you remember that? You it, yeah. Like between that and the game last year, I'm like, there is some kind of vendetta. I get like, I don't, I don't trust the betting going on behind the scenes with the refs and owners. But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But buddy, I'm going to have to hop off this episode. I got to take the dogs dogs to the vet. They have a plethora of like little issues I need to get looked at now that I'm back home. Little pugs with little issues. Yeah, little pugs. Big Dude, those pugs, they're, they're in a league of their own. <laughs> yeah, can't breathe league. Seriously. Um, but dude, this has been great. It's been great to catch up on some stuff. And in theory, I don't know what your schedule is like next week, but I should be able to record next week as well. So we can hopefully we'll see some, get some info on newly acquired Tennessee Titan, Zach Cunningham, who led the league in tackling in 2020, who finally got out of jail, AKA (laughs) he got away from the Houston Texans. God, the Houston Texans, man. Jeez. They just be doing things. Yeah. I mean, they really do. But do you think he'll play for you this weekend? Probably not. No. He, well, I mean, Golden State hasn't played for us yet. Like, he's still trying to 
or the offense, yeah. offensive yeah. playbook. They haven't elevated him from the practice squad yet. I don't know. Maybe Zach will play. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to learn defense than offense, especially Probably. since he's already played under Vrabel before. Yeah, yeah, yeah he could be. And also, we our inside linebacker depth is like you know, we still don't have, we still don't have David Long back. We just got Rashawn Evans back last week, so we need some. Y'all just be having issues using the Dude, using the injuries, most players. Man, we got to get healthy. Yeah. That's yeah. not the record we wanted to break. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, man. man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get sign back to it next here. week. Do what? Say it again. So hopefully we can get back, get back to it next week. I was about to say, I talked over you, my bad. Yeah. No, we, we should be able to. I'm going to um, be in town right before the holidays and everything. So we'll definitely do it again. But it's been great. And we'll go ahead and sign off. Michael Welsh. Once again, find me on Twitter at big underscore Mike 9169. Tighten up the dog pounds on Twitter at Titan underscore dog 21. Find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Thomas? Dr. Thomas said at brother underscore head on Twitter. It was a pleasure talking to the Emmy Award winning Michael Welsh. Oh, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy Victory Monday. We're going to enjoy another Victory Monday next week. Tighten up. Dog check this league. Oh, tighten up, dog check. Let's go.